Hello, welcome to Uva Ball Raw USA. Very special 420 episode. I'm Gary Otto. Here's Dr. Uva Ball. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. I hope that Hollywood goes on strike. <laughs> the Writers Guild wants to strike. Oh. And then, uh, and then maybe uh, I can make a film for the streamers because I have uh, scripts ready to go, right? So... Uh, I have to see it a little more selfish, and uh, if if there are no scripts, then maybe I can uh, score. <laughs> Let's say it this way. You know, <laughs> I don't I don't even know for what they're striking, of course, for more money or whatever. And um, <clears throat> I'm, yeah, yeah, this has happened before. Yeah, they, they, there was a strike. What was it? A few years ago, right? And they yeah. Uh, that was a disaster for a lot of uh, episodical TV because they need the writers in the writer's room writing the next episode, basically almost during the shoot. And it's different to you. You have a script for a feature film written 10 years ago and you still try to make it. So it's like this kind of episodically TV series, they're getting hit hard yeah. by by a strike because during the writer's strike just so everybody knows out there you can't edit a script you can't change anything about a current script it's like how movies like dragon ball evolution got greenlit because they had the script already on on uh already written but they when it was in production they couldn't change any aspect of it because there was a strike so that's why the movie came out the way it did. And there's plenty of other bad movies that got released that, that would have never gotten released during the writer's strike, you know? But then, the, but then the writers have it in their contract that nobody can touch their script, what is unusual, right? Because yes. normally as a producer, you, you say to the writer, uh, okay, uh, I buy the script from you, but then you still can do the rewrite. You still can change it. Yes, you know, so, but and, if, and it but looks if like there some was... writers have the right to uh, to basically stop this. Yeah, I know yeah. that Joe Esterhaus, when he um, when he sold oh, yeah. the script for Showgirls, a lot of people yeah. were like, "Why? Why is this movie so terrible? Why is the dialogue so terrible?" It's because he had a contract with um, Paul Verhoeven, the and MGM that they could not change a single word from the script to the screen. It had to be written exactly from the script. And the actors knew that the movie was going to be a bomb. They knew that it, what they were saying was, was ridiculous. And Paul Verhoeven would entertain the actors and he would let them do their takes of like improv, but they would only use the takes that were from the page. So, And that was because Joe Esther has had basic instinct before, right? So it had a big hit, basically. Yeah, he had control at that point. He had a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a lot of script writers are on this level who have this kind of power. And I think maybe they strike also because they lost power over the last 10, 15 years. That that, the the Paul Schraders, this kind of uh, high-end script writers, they were known... Um, are not visible anymore in a way. You know, it's it's similar to the films. It's exchangeable. You know, it's this kind of like uh, a lot of times the the best scripts are written by the filmmakers themselves. Yeah. You know, so uh, 
and all based on a big story, like a Michael Christian book, John Grisham book, whatever, based on books. And then the scriptwriter is only adapting a book. And so he doesn't have the original uh, rights to it. So, uh, yeah, so let's, let's see how that develops. And uh, I mean, we had other stuff in, in, in film, uh, the Jonathan Mayers thing. Yeah, Jonathan Majors was dropped from Major. his talent agency and his management uh, over the weekend. Yes, and he was in a domestic violence thing, got arrested with his girlfriend, whatever he uh, did. He choked the girlfriend or what he did, and she called the police. Um, yeah, from what I hear, it was something like she grabbed his phone and he like smacked her, but I don't know. Who knows? You know, it's it's all hearsay, you know? Yeah, you know, and then whatever. Let's say he did it. Okay. Then uh, I, I still don't think that is a reason to... Uh, I mean, she was not, like, badly, badly hurt or whatever, you know? She should yeah. just, should split up with him and call it a day. And uh, But, of course, in this completely political correct uh, world we're living... Uh, the witches, the witch hunts, surviving everything, and it's it's almost the feeling. I had that talk today with with Natalie, uh, my wife, about it. That it's like it's too fast, too much. That things getting, uh, uh, yeah, the bucket gets thrown out before before the bucket was full. I mean, it, it's kind of it doesn't make any sense, you know. The same with that Netflix show Beef. Uh, I watched the show. I loved the show. Uh, it's about a road rage thing and uh, a lot of Asian actors. And it's it's really funny. It works. And so now one of the side actors of the supporting actors, he said in, five, six years ago in a podcast that he uh, convinced a masseuse, like a massage uh, woman, to give him a blowjob. <laughs> you know, and he, yeah, and he said it uh, in a way that... I mean, he's a stand-up comedian too, so it's like this kind of like. And now they 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 found that interview. Again. Oh, yeah. And now they wanna. And when you see the internet, like how they how they Twitter about it, like we have to torch the show, whatever. And Ted Sarandos from Netflix, he stays uh, out of it. But but he said like Beef is a very big success right now for Netflix. It's a very good show, and of course they wanna go in a second season, you know. And what I think what goes too far. Is this kind of like, okay, you have a side actor in your TV show and because he's in your TV show and he said six years ago something in a podcast, now nobody is allowed to, to work on beef anymore or to watch beef and it should be shelved and torched. And that is that internet Karens, like the, the internet police who is going out there and they have a, that is a new sport. It's a sport it's, to cancel people 24-7. It's not right. It's not no, right. No, it's wrong. It's bullshit, right? The guy said even it was a joke. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. like, I mean, and, and I think that that is, the, that is the problem. The problem is Jonathan Majors uh, was in various films, now in Creed 2 or 3, Creed 3, right? Also. Yeah, and, Creed 3. Yeah, and, and, you know, you cannot ask now to not air anymore any film with him. And that is what that crowd drives. That is the problem. You know, you can have like 
uh, a penalty for somebody who, who did an illegal thing. Absolutely. If Majors did an assault, he should get it in court. He should maybe get a, a, a probation a penalty. Whatever has to pay money for it. But you cannot spin that over to everybody who ever worked with him and now say every movie he's in, you have to torch. You know, well, I think book, the... the book burning of the Nazis are back, but this time by like uh, total fucked up uh, internet people who, who the, the only power they have is to Twitter shit about other people, you know, but... and that, that is very dangerous. The problem is, is that people like Disney care about what these people think. Disney uh, has Jonathan Majors under contract as the big bad guy for the Marvel films. So, of course, they're not going to let him go. But at the same time, like all these people you say crying out on the Internet, what what the filmmakers need to do is just not give a fuck and just keep going. Instead, they keep trying to appease these people who don't actually matter. You know what I mean? Yes. They're also not really the audience for this kind of film. And and I, I think we need to get more resistant and the press should not jump on everything and makes it bigger. Because look, the whole Jonathan Major thing or the guy from Beef, uh, it's all over the press. Yeah. If it would be only a Twitter mob trying to cancel everybody or the shows, uh, then it's different. But well, the news always media gets, always gets written up. It always gets blown up bigger as it's uh, supposed to be or, or as it is fair uh, to everybody. And oh, I well, he's that... a big star. And of course, the media is going to be like, hey, we're going to cover this so we can get those ad hits, you know? Yes. Yeah. But that is the thing. It's like, but, but they're making, as usual, the problem bigger as it would be. Yeah, You know, I mean, and the thing is like where I draw the line is really that thing, what, what I said, like if the beef guy uh, did this with the massage girl, whatever, you know, then you can say uh, more, from the moral standpoint, whatever, I wouldn't do that. I, uh, that is ridiculous that he did this. But uh that should have nothing to do with the success of beef. They can maybe think about writing him out of the second season, you know, but you cannot like ask to delist beef from Netflix. And, but that is what they do, you know, and that is why I think it's too much. I think Jonathan Majors also, he was in various films, whatever, like every, everybody, uh, you know, I still want to watch Rosemary's Baby even if it came out that Roman Polanski was maybe tranquilizing and raping young woman. Yeah. And Roman Polanski is maybe, uh, did crimes a hundred percent, but I still want to watch uh, Rosemary's Baby or Chinatown. The one yep. thing has nothing to do with the other one, right? So you also don't damage him anymore with it if you never, uh, if you omit a film history. You know, that is, that, that is this kind of, uh, I think you have to see case for case and you have to also see what the consequences are. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, you, you cannot put a rape of, of Harvey Weinstein together with you are basically in a shady massage salon and uh, get a blowjob. I mean, that, you know, like that is the thing. I, I don't think he got a blowjob if he really got the blowjob. I don't think he got the blowjob because he wasn't a normal massage medical. Uh, 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 well, it's not like he fucking went up to the girl and 
forced her to give him a blowjob. I look at it like, even if it's true, it's two consenting adults. It's none of my fucking business, but it probably is just a joke. But even if he did do it, who gives a fuck? You know, like, <laughs> but that's what I, what I think too. It's like, it has nothing to do with uh, the show beef. And yeah. If they think he's important for, he actually gets arrested in the last, uh, in the last episode. So they could write him off and he's just in jail. But, but otherwise, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And uh, I think that trying to judge everyone's moral character outside of their profession is fucking dumb. I mean, nobody is perfect. Everybody in this life, nobody is fucking Ward Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver walking down the street with absolutely no imperfections whatsoever. We've all done fucked up shit in the past. Even if nobody knows, we know it. So fucking why the hell do we expect perfection from from our idols? They're just like us. They're human. Let's let it go, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that is the thing. It's it's like because we we creating with this a big problem. Yeah. And the big problem that history writing is not possible anymore. Because you are one side or the other side. And I always try to <clears throat> just see the facts, right? I don't know. Did we talk about that? The biggest lie ever told that Doku brought George Floyd? No, I don't think so. No, no, that is like it's on YouTube for free. And the Candace Owen, I had no clue who she was. It's a black journalist. She did a whole thing about it. And uh, so the short form is, and is she says George Floyd died on a fentanyl overdose. So. And that is obviously, uh, in a way, total bullshit. Yeah. And that is also where I'm not going with her on this documentary. So I would not support that documentary in any form uh, in, in this regard. I think he uh, died and got killed by the police officer because he was kneel kneeling on his neck and interrupted the blood and oxygen thing in his brain, and yeah. boom, that is why he died. And I think also that the police is trained completely wrong in North America, how to handle arrests, how to handle people, and uh, we Well, that's know fucked up. That they're trying to make him look like a drug addict? That's what it is? No, no, he, and of course he was a drug addict, but, but that is the other thing. It's like, that is the other thing of the, of the documentary, what is not totally off, is that of course uh, George Floyd was uh, uh, not Malcolm X. He, after his dad, got turned into this kind of uh, hero because he died, but not because the way he lived. He was like a basically, uh, yeah, he, he was not intelligent. He was a drug addict. He was a small crime time criminal guy. He was like a street hood guy. Yes, okay. yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, so that, that is the thing. It's like, so there is nothing positive about George Floyd, let's say it this way, uh, you know, but he still uh, should be alive and he, sh he still should never get uh, killed like this and never got treated like this. And uh, so the thing is completely um, um, off the rails in, in, uh, in the police work, how the police handled things in North America and USA. In other countries, 
you barely have the police shooting people or whatever. And we had it in so many times, so many times in, uh, uh, in the past. Uh, that uh, we have tons of video footage where people completely unarmed, black people mostly getting shot by police. So that is 100%. That is 100%. But, and that is, that is part of the history writing it correct. It's also not that George Floyd was a hero or a, whatever, a fighter for the, the, the human rights, whatever. So, and, but, and now comes the, the best part of the doku is what happened, what is Black Lives Matter? So Black Lives Matter, they went in on the streets, the protests got, got higher, whatever, but who is Black Lives Matter? And I think it looks like a private group of people that collected all that money and got rid. And, and that is the interesting thing why, why I would recommend to watch the doku, because she actually tracked people down who uh, are basically normal citizens. Looks also that George Floyd family or his mother or whatever didn't get a dime from all the money they collected after George Floyd's death. Oh. death. And I want to see that if, if it, hopefully it would be at one point, like the New York Times or whatever, they should verify this, you know, so that they didn't get anything, but a few uh, black people under the cover of Black Lives Matter. But what is Black Lives Matter, right? So what is that? Who is this? And, well, uh, I don't think it. there's any centralized Black Lives Matter. You know no, I mean? but they had an account. They made an account and got money on it. Like people donated like crazy. And there yeah. were first the, first the riots on the street that they, they donated money also to, uh, 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 you know, they, they donated uh, the, the money and they, so to bail out people that were in jail because of the looting and everything. They used money for this. But then they made way more money and the, the, uh, the owners or whatever the owners or the people representing Black Lives Matter at one point, they bought like mansions with it. They got just like stole basically the money and they don't give it to poor black people, whatever. They're living like driving with a Bentley to Beverly Hills with donations. And that is what, what that doku shows. And I think that would be, of course, a major scandal if it's true. And then uh, that has to get prosecuted. And uh, from what I see is, it's like, oh, you cannot do anything about uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, because of the whatever, because Black Lives Matter. And, and But they should really look into this. Where's that money? And I think it's completely insane, to be honest, uh, what's going on there. And you, know, you know what I think? I, I think it could possibly be is like, let's just say that I said, hey, I'm Black Lives Matter. I'm going to open up a bank account. I'm going to call it Black Lives Matter. And then I'm going to collect people's money. I have yes. no real affiliation with any actual group. I'm just saying I'm Black Lives Matter. That probably is what happened. Because think about it. Somebody out there who's corrupt saw an opportunity to exploit the current situation. I'm not surprised there's plenty of con artists and scumbags out there. Um, but that's not to say that all of Black Lives Matter idealism is corrupt. That's only to say that somebody hijacked a black lives matter in this one instance because i don't think that black lives matter is any centralized thing you know what i mean i think that it's like an individual like like uh a couple people pick up some pickets and then their black lives matter you know what i mean yeah i know but but still uh i mean when did you ever googled yeah, I'm doing it right now when we talk here, right? Sure, sure. Black lives matter. So is there, is there 
Yeah, Vicky P. Do they have like an office, like a main office? Yeah, Black Lives Matter home. It's a global uh, uh, transparency center, BLM, take action, meet the uh, ambassadors. So Where? And, Where in the U.S. is this? Right here. I'm, I'm not, it's blacklivesmatter.com. Everybody can put it on. And there's like tons of shit on it. There's a shop. You can buy the Dandelion Unisex tea. And whatever. So, so, and so, so you're saying that these people are exploiting it and, and they're yeah, taking the money, they, they're stealing the money. That, that is the thing. I don't know if these people, when you put up Black Lives Matter, if is they the come people. up. But for example, you can send an email, right? But yeah. I'm looking here right now for the privacy policy, whatever, for the address, right? So where is the address? And it's like donate today, donate. Partnerships at Black Lives Matter help us fight discrimination, uh, you know. So and then, uh, so you go back down. Look, contact but, but us. Also, who's not to say who? Privacy who's to say... policy is no address. There is no okay. address, and that is always makes me, uh, uh, you know, it makes me very, very uh, skeptical because if nobody wants to put the address out, it means nobody wants that you can track them down. It's just. Uh, like a total uh it's the yeah. wild west right now where people can make yes. websites and people can claim to be an organization and you can donate to that organization but are you really donating to that organization is the question or are you just donating to some person who wants to steal your money you know yeah look and then the very end they're writing a black lives matter foundation is not associated with black lives matter global network foundation in any See? way See, I told you. They're yeah. like, they're. It's like, it's like if I suddenly said, "Hey, this is a great way to make money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create BlackLivesMatter.com, and then I'm gonna take people's money. But how do I give it back? It's never clearly stated on the website. You know what I mean? There's no like game plan of how the the money is donated. There's no real professional. It's all a scam. You know, so it's hard to tell the real shit from the fake shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, overall, Black Lives Matter water had spent less than ten percent on overhead costs. Twenty-five million went ten million in grants to black-led frontline organizations. So no organization listed, like just written. Then over thirty million in grants to Black Lives Matter's chapters. I Means like you know you can tell. Oh, I have Black Lives Chapter One. The other guy two. The other guy three. So now you have thirty million on your account. Then three million only in grants to impacted family foundations means also not to families <clears throat> directly, mean to foundations you could make up out of your ass. And then three million of COVID relief given directly to black people. Okay, okay, but what black people? Right? So what yeah. what what is it? Where that's, is it? <laughs> that's what I mean. Is like there's no clear game plan of where the money is going. It's just all very vague statements. Yes, and that is where, where, I, where I feel uh, this kind of, I had the feeling when I watched the doku, uh, uh, is this kind of like uh, a strange feeling comes up, right? Yeah. So where yeah. you have the feeling like that looks like uh, now a few people getting really rich and for the black people, nothing positive happens out of it. Well, shit like this happens all the time. Look at Susan B. Komen for The Cure. All those pink things that you see meant to, like, fight cancer. Like, 90% 
of all the donations for that go to their CEO and to advertising. And only 10% goes to cancer research, you know? So there's so many corrupt uh, ideals out there that try to paint themselves as positive and try to get on a cause. But let's face it, there, there is corrupt people out there. Yeah, ridiculous. Now, yeah, you know, and that is the thing. It's like, and I think it's very, very important um, that uh, independence and the, the wish for the truth survives any kind of political questionnaire. You know, that, that is what I mean. It's like, for example, you see it in our podcast forever. Uh, you see me in other podcasts. Like, by the way, in the next, I gave another podcast and we will advertise it. And I hope all that, all that podcast will also push our uh, listeners' yes. numbers up for Overball Raw. So I have like tomorrow, Friday and Saturday and Sunday, four more podcasts to come. And I have 15 more podcasts to come in the next four weeks. Uh, so I Damn. Hope bring us make us bigger but at the same time i think it's important also in this podcast that i'm not shy to uh, discuss political controversial uh, situations and uh, that uh, we push for truth you know and it doesn't matter where people political stance is the 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 facts matter and also not to obey or bend over in any form of uh, unjustified bullshit Twitter mobs. So well, that's what's so great about this show is that we are not funded by any corporations. No. We are completely homegrown, and what you see is what you get. Uh, as Uva Ball says, you know, um, we try to just give it to you as it is. We give you what we really think, and we try to not hold back because you deserve better. Yes, that is what I what I mean too. And and you have so much. Uh, look, the the last subject matter for today, what you sent to me with that Chinese police outposts. Oh, that is God. also unbelievable because there were articles in uh, England and Canada about this. Ugh. Really? Yeah, and it's so absurd. So you build in a foreign state your own police department office somewhere and you say it's a Chinese police office in front of New York or in front of Toronto and in England. And you think like, and they got away with it for a long time. They had some like offices everywhere and nobody gave a shit about it because I think they couldn't believe that that is real. From from what I understand, the Chi- they had a Chinese police embassy in the middle of Times Square. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that is like I think that is so bold that before the law enforcement gets this, what what is going on? They uh, they didn't uh, uh, they you know they they, they could believe it. And yeah. I think that is what happened in other, in other countries too, where uh, you have a bigger, poly- like in, China, in Vancouver and in Canada, are like 15, 20% Chinese, you know, so it's like big numbers. And I think, so what China said in the first statements was that they were for Chinese citizens or Chinese immigrants, whatever the possibility to also contact their homeland country 
police force or whatsoever uh, directly. So that huh. they basically say, if you don't want to go to the U.S. police, you just go there uh, where the people speak Chinese and whatsoever. So they're acting like they did a service, like an embassy or consulate service for the people, you know. But in reality, it looked a little different. It looked also that they uh, basically uh, observe their people, they spy on their people, and they're trying to have their own law enforcement from China in other countries actively uh, doing police work in their own uh, Chinese communities. Because, I mean, here we fucking are worrying about TikTok, and meanwhile... Building that full force there with weapons. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, oh, there is a balloon on the, <laughs> on the horizon, and we have to pop the balloon. You know, like I mean, that that until um, today, I'm, I I don't know what the fucking balloons were about, but it doesn't make any sense for me in times of the NSA or whatever, where you can basically listen to every phone call per satellite. I don't know what a balloon should bring, flying over what. Like I know, right? With all the technology that we fucking have today, what the hell? Yeah. What what could they possibly have in that balloon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you if you want to poison somebody, you put like poisoning gas in the balloon and pop it in above a building, and everybody dies in the building. I mean, that would make sense, but it doesn't make sense. But uh, I mean, it really is absurd, and it also I don't saw any real results from that from the search of the balloons. Yeah, what happened? That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. You know, like what were in the balloon? They said there were spy stuff and whatever. What was what is spy stuff? A periscope, <laughs> a, video, a, a video camera, whatever. You know, like I mean, what the fuck is that? And, and what was in it? If it if 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 there was something in, um, I, I mean, it, it it is really completely absurd. I I don't even know what to say about it. You know, so uh, it's unbelievable. No, yeah, and um, I think uh, another one was with that uh, um, the the U.S. journalist who got like twenty five years prison in Moscow in uh, uh, under Putin. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, the guy from the Wall Street Journal, and another guy really? who criticized Putin got uh, twenty five years, also like a political opponent. Are they in Russia now? Yeah, yeah, they were they're in jail. Oh, shit. That yeah. fucking sucks. Russian yeah. prison is somewhere where you do not want to be, my friend. Exactly. Navalny's uh, health is declining, and he's in uh, uh, yeah, 23 hours a day alone in the cell. So uh, they played a long game, right? So yeah. I remember when Navalny got arrested, and I felt like, oh, why he flies back to Moscow, that idiot? He was in Germany and went back. And then he got arrested and everybody saw it coming. And I don't know, he thought maybe that is the trigger of a new revolution. Putin is gone. He comes out of jail and is the leader of Russia. And that went backwards. That didn't work. And he's now like dying alone in a jail cell, similar to Assange, uh, you know, and uh, on our side in England. And um, it's sad to see this kind of injustices uh, moving forward yeah because all the guy did was uh run against putin really yes or report about putin and what about run against putin or the other guy now he wanted to run against putin and boom 25 years in prison 
shortly before an election. <laughs> what the scheiße. I'm oh, curious God. to see how Erdogan, like uh, next week, Erdogan hits German ground to do like advertising here for the elections in Turkey. They're in four weeks and Erdogan could be uh, devoted, like, like demoted, that he's gone. And, uh, but of course, he will rig the elections. Uh, he, he is kind of a dictator. And I'm sure, and, and he, he arrested the mayor from Istanbul and everybody political candidate against him got already arrested and then they got free. And now he comes to Germany to rail up the troops in Germany. Yeah, like three or four million Turkish people. They can all vote in, the, in Turkey. And so, and then he goes around here and says everybody in Turkey is, uh, uh, is corrupt, but he is the, the best. Let's see how that, uh, uh, that election yeah, goes. Yeah, let's right. see. I, I, of course, hope I can go back to Turkey on holiday, and that will only work when, when Erdogan is gone, you know, because of <laughs> my legal dispute with him when I insulted him years ago. I cannot go there. Yeah, and, everybody, if you didn't know, Uwe Ball talked about Erdogan on Uwe Ball Raw, and then he got sued for it. So Exactly. And uh, I like Turkey, and I have a lot of Turkish friends and everything. I want to go back to Turkey. It's a very good holiday country and uh, very good yeah, food. Turkish country. delight. Love that stuff. Everything. Everything. So, and I mean, that is the thing. It's like, uh, it's ridiculous that I have to uh, hold out. But I hope Erdogan is like going downhill and uh, getting uh, not voted back again in. And, uh, now, yeah. I bet you he will be. He's fucking got a grip on everything there. No, that's what I think. That is the biggest problem, right? I think they... They are also willing to uh, totally rig the elections and uh, will, will cheat their way to victory. Let's see what's happened then in Turkey, you know, so I'm, I don't know. But they have a huge inflation. They had 70% inflation. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, and that made a lot of people very mad. And then there was also that huge earthquake. There was a huge earthquake and thousands of people died in Turkey and Syria. And Erdogan's handling of the catastrophic disaster was uh, flawed, was not good. A lot of people died because it turned out buildings were built wrong and whatsoever. And so that is a chance, right? That is a chance that the people are now so mad that they vote him out. And that would be uh, very positive. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be remarkable. Yeah, after 15, 16 years. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of damage, I feel, but I'm yeah. not going to go into it because of... Uh... No, but he did also the same, like what Putin did, right? So Putin was in the beginning very good for Russia. And, uh, and then uh, as everybody who has too much power for too long, they think they're God. And yeah. uh, they're all ending like Sean Connery and the man who wanted to be king from John Huston, uh, you know, where where he believed he had special power or whatever and they said in, in whatever in time where, wherever he is in india wherever he is like it's afghanistan it was actually and then turned into the leader and then in the end they found out that he can bleed that he is not a god and then they kill him and um, i think all that people like putin and erdogan they in the beginning they just wanted to do good for the people then they only want to good for themselves and then they like attached to the power and they cannot take it that to give it to the next generation or to give it away or whatever like they cannot they cannot stand it and then so uh, that is then the ultimate downfall from them you know they stay too long in power 
So they are mostly in the end getting with violent force removed. But the question is when? Or yeah. accepts the democracy what Turkey says they are. So and then you should just go like have a fair and square election. And if he's losing, he should just walk. That would be uh, the best way how it all can turn out. That would be a very uh, commendable stance on his part, but we will have to see how he handles it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and then the very last thing is the Fox. They settled with the Dominion. Oh, my God. 780 million bucks. That's fucking crazy. That's half of what they were asking for, but that still is basically um, 800, what, million dollars just to keep Rupert Murdoch off the stand. Hey, no, but the thing is, exactly. I think it was the owner who said it. I'm not going on stand. Let's settle that. Yeah, exactly. That is the power of the owner, right? So uh, he saw there will be no positive outcome and he didn't want the embarrassment. And so he did the right thing. Because it was all behind closed doors. We don't know the details. Yes, exactly. You know. Yeah, so that was it for today then. Okie dokie. Well, everybody out there, please follow us on Twitter. I'm Gary Otto Zero. Uva Ball is Uva Ball 7. And we also have the Uva Ball Raw USA account. So give us a follow and follow this show. Uh, retweet to everyone, your mom, your aunt, your friends, and help the show grow because we're just a tiny little show. We need more support so we can give you constant great content like you've heard today. Okay, bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.